0: Receive from Him. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank You for who You are. We thank You for what You've done, for what You're going to do, Lord. Lord, we just cancel every assignment of the enemy that would try to bring distractions to us in this service. We bind it and take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just open up our hearts to You today, God. We we just thank You, God, for divine appointments, for divine connections during this conference, for divine relationships this morning, Lord. And we just ask that our worship would be pleasing unto You, God. We ask that You would cleanse us. God, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, that this is our time. This is our season. Oh, God, for a breakthrough, for miracles. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all ready to worship the Lord today? Amen. There is nothing that is impossible. Amen. Nothing's impossible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That there is no situation, no circumstance, no sickness, no disease, amen. That is too hard for our God. No COVID. Come on, somebody. There's nothing that is too difficult for our Lord and our Savior. He's our source. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. One, Hallelujah. two, oh.
1: intro. Two, three, four, five, six.
0: Hey, somebody's trying to tell us what to do, and we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah amen she's always got something to say hallelujah we are excited about what god has done what he is doing today amen i love this song it says that there's nothing that's impossible amen Hallelujah.
2: we give you praise we glorify you today there's no one like you jesus Possible, you're the God of miracles. Everything we see, by faith we're gonna see. There's nothing you can do. There is nothing you can do. Every word, every word you say is true. but you never fail. Lord, you never fail, people.
1: We're, prepared. We're not afraid
2: of time. not afraid of time. they always fall. Oh, we know you, hear. Oh, we know you, we know Every time we call. Shout oh, if you believe it. Shout you believe it, so Everyone comes down. So Shout oh, because, you know because you know that. Because you know that nothing, nothing's impossible. Oh. Shout if you believe. Till everyone comes down. So everyone comes down. Shout because you, know because you know that nothing, nothing's impossible. Come, on, you that nothing impossible. Come on, do you believe that today? There's nothing that's impossible. Oh, we pray you make it to the Lord. Is gone away. Every day, every day we walk, we overcome. We have a word of already won, already one. You've given us the victory. You've given us the victory. You supply our every need. That history, that history. That's why, that's why we still believe. We can speak to mountains. We can speak to mountains. They have to move. Because comes from you. From you. Shout, you believe. So boy, you believe, you believe so everyone comes down. So everyone comes down. Shout because you know nothing's impossible. Shout and you believe Shout Everyone comes down. Everyone comes down. Shout because you know nothing. Nothing. Afraid of famine? Always will provide. Who can, can stand against us when you're on our side? Oh, shout if you believe it! Shout if you believe if every, comes down. If every comes down. Shout because you know that you nothing. Know Nothing's impossible. Shout if you believe it. Shout if you believe if every it. Every wall comes down. And every walk comes down. I shout because you know that. Shout because you know that. Nothing's impossible. Come on, help you believe that today. Y'all got to shout this morning. Y'all still waking up. Come on, the Holy Ghost is going to wake you up this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, it's happening now. Come on, help me, sing this morning. All things are possible, all things are possible, he's still working, he's still working miracles. On, Tim, I'm going to get excited you know about that today. All things possible, possible, things things are possible. He's still working so miracles, Come on, somebody shout, if you believe that this morning, hallelujah, You want if your neighbors struggling to
0: believe that, just tell them, say, it's going to be okay, because come on, tell them, say, your praise is going to cause a breakthrough this
2: morning, you want to test the walls of Jericho. Like that shout, amen? Come on, it calls all the walls, to so them. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. All things are possible. Nothing's it's impossible. But he's still working. He's still working miracles. Not now. Happening. now. Say it again like you know so. nothing. Nothing's impossible. Nothing impossible. All things are possible. Still. He's still working miracles. now. Right now. Right. Thank you. Thank you. It's happening. And We
1: five, worship six. the King
0: of Glory this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh oh. Intro. She's trying to come up again. Hallelujah. I to check that next one, too, make sure. Sorry.
1: Verse one.
0: Yes, the word. down it, say you are God. Yes, the Every man Pastor bed wants to start it over.
3: Without without a
0: the chick on the on the click.
3: We don't need that chick now. No. We no. need tobacco. Off. Back off.
0: That's on me. I'm
2: sorry, guys. Hallelujah. Okay. God,
0: sorry. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship
2: you today. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are God. Every man will bow down and say you are King. So let's start right now. What would we wait? Just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. King of glory, come and fill this place. Just want to be with you. Just want to be. Sing it to him, yes, the world bow yes, yes, down, bow down, down, down. Down, 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 down to say you are God. Every man, every man bow down, bow down to say you are God. So let's start right now. So, so
0: let's start do you right, right
1: now.
2: I would be your Victory. Come on, sing it out. King of glory, fill this place. Come on, ask him today. Just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. Oh, King of glory. King of glory. Just wanna be with you. Come on and fill us up today. Just wanna be with you. you So we'll sing hallelujah until you come again. And we'll dance in your presence until you come again. We will sing hallelujah Till you come again
0: We will dance in your presence Till you come again Why
2: don't we sing it to him? You will we, we will sing We will sing hallelujah you Till you come, till you you come, come again. again We will dance in your presence yes, Lord, dance in your till, till you come again we will sing hallelujah. We will sing hallelujah. Till you come. you again. We will dance in your presence We will dance in your presence dance in your presence dance in your presence We will dance in your presence. you the name just glory. to ask us what we want you to feel. Holy Spirit, we need you to come and feel. Just want to be. Just wanna be with you, Just wanna be We want to know, that we you, this Just wanna be, just wanna be with you. Just wanna be, with you. King of Glory.
1: Fill
2: this place, King of glory,
0: come and fill, not just this physical place, but God, in my heart, in my spirit
2: today, come and fill me up, Lord, till I overflow, because we just want you, Lord, we didn't come for entertainment or to play church today, God, we just want to be with you, yes, we do, Lord. King of healing, fill this place. King of
4: healing,
2: fill this place. King of power. Sing a new Sing song to you today. Sing hallelujah. We invite the Holy Spirit to take over
4: in our lives
2: today. Come and speak what you want to. Come and move how you want to today. We just want to be with you. Oh. Yes,
0: we do, Lord. Come on, just tell them today. God, I just want to be with One, you. Hallelujah. Two, we just want to be with you, Jesus. Intro, we give you two, glory. We give you three, praise. We give four. you honor for it. We thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you're going to do, oh God. We thank you that you are the way maker, oh God. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God. God, that you live in our praise, that when we praise, that your presence comes down. Lord, and that you meet every single need. We thank you for healing, the king of healing, the king of glory, the king of power that is in this place right now. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah.
2: (laughs) Give you praise, oh God. We worship the Lord only so like you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you. Give you walking praise. You are here moving in this place. I worship.
0: If You know it, sing it.
2: Worship you, you are here, moving in our midst. I worship you, I worship you, you are here. Waymaker,
4: miracle worker,
2: promise keep, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are, yes it is, way maker,
4: miracle worker, promise keeper, light
2: in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, you are here, turn the turning lives of I worship, you. I, I worship, worship you. you, I worship you, I worship you. I worship you, you are here, you are here, you're healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, oh God, I worship you, oh, God you are you turning, light, turning lights, turning lives around, I worship you, come on. I worship you I worship you, yeah.
1: You are turning lives
2: around, turning lives around. I worship you, I worship you. Come on, let sing it out. You're my way maker, way miracle work. Love is key, right in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Come on and say, come on, we make Yes, you are. But there way, seems to be no way.
4: way. Light in the darkness, oh, my God. That
2: is, who. that is who you are. Oh, yes. We make a miracle, a promise, please. Light in the dark, my God. That is who you are. You are. They make a miracle work My miskeeper Light in the dark My God, That is who you are That is who you are Come on, tell them today That is who you are You're my healer That is who you are You're my savior You're the change. Yes, you are. That's who you are to me. You're my savior. You're my healer. You're my deliverer. That is who you are. Come on and celebrate. Oh, we want you to know that you're everything to us. Yes, you are. Oh, come on and just worship Him. What is He to you this morning? You're my healer. You're my protector. Yes, you are, Jesus. I want to thank you this morning. Oh, God, that you shield me, that you order my steps. Yes, you have. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Yes. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Yeah. You'll never stop. You'll never stop working. You'll never stop You'll never stop working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, I know you're working. You never stop. You never stop. i sing it out. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, I know you're working. Never stop. You'll Never stop. When I can see, see it, you're working. Even when I can feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. You stop
1: working,
2: baby. See it, you're working. You sleep, a light in the darkness, my God. That is who. You, that is who you are. Who so you are to me, baby. Here we go to Work. The that is you. Are. Yeah. That is who you are, That is who you are. That is who you are. Deliverer,
0: God, you set me free. of my salvation.
2: You sit closer than a brother. You bring healing to my soul. Yes, you do.
0: God, we receive it this morning. God, whatever you have for us, we open up our hearts and receive it this morning. God, we thank you that you make a way where there seems to be no way. Yes, you are. You're always faithful. You're always there. You're always on time, oh God. God, we just want to give you praise this morning. We thank you, Jesus, that that there shall be none sick among us. God, that we would walk out and live out your word, oh God. God, that we would be free, oh God, now. We would be free now. Not not just when we're taken up in the by and by, but you paid the price for us to live free now. God, And
2: we receive that freedom. We receive it today, yes we do. Come on, just lift your voice. In. Oh, we sing a song to you, Lord. There's no one like you, Jesus. Oh, we thank
0: you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are our healer, that you are our waymaker, God. That even when we can't see it, even when we can't see it, God, we know that you're working. When we can't feel it, God, we know that you are working, oh God, on our behalf. We thank you even for this nation, for our families, oh God, for our communities, our cities. God, that you are working, God, and that you never stop, you never stop. God, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, God, that we can put our faith, our hope, our trust in you this morning. God, and we thank you that today is a day marked in spiritual history? Oh, God, that this is going to be a turnaround for us. God, things that we have been praying for. God, that there's going to be a turnaround. There's going to be a breakthrough that takes place today. In Jesus' name, we open up our hearts to receive it today. God, we expect the supernatural intervention of God. I anticipate the supernatural inevitable intervention of God. And we thank you for that today. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We're so glad that you're here. And um, Pastor Bev is going to share. And then after that, we have some other people that are going to come and share. But we're so glad that you're here. We are so excited about what God is going to do. And I just want to thank all those who came, who were already part of our church that's, you know, serving and volunteering to our media crew there. And then to The amazing people who came uh, yesterday were like, hey, do y'all need help? We're like, yes, you must have heard our cries and our pleas to heaven because we needed help getting stuff done with registration. And we are so glad that you came and helped. And um, if you are interested in uh, we have on our QR code on the back of your badge, there's a little QR code that you can scan. And it's just a private website link we've created just for our registrants. It gives you a list of activities, um, restaurant suggestions that are nearby. Um, Of course, you know, there's all kinds of places here in the area to do. And then um, in addition to that is our schedule. So um, just to let you know, uh, I know that Pastor Bev had shared that. But anyway, we're so excited that you're here and we're just believing that this is going to be an awesome time for you to be refreshed, to connect with other believers. You know, we believe in divine connections. Amen. And um, so we're, we're excited about what God's going to do.
5: Good morning. I said good morning. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I always have the hardest job at church because I always talk after my wife. And she, (laughs) she's a powerhouse, amen? Come on, she was literally born on the church pew, and I was raised heathen until I was 22. And because this family's here, there was a guy named Brett Lewis that took me to a church service in April of 2002. And a guy named Julio Malera preached about the Holy Spirit, and I walked down and received Christ and was 20 years ago. Come on. And I love the word of God. Come on. Listen, if you went to high school with me, pastor, they would have said more like prison. I mean, I was that guy. Come on. We not to glory, but I'm just going to encourage you that have family members that are far and away. Come on. We we were dropping fireworks in the stadium bleachers inside and pep rallies. I mean, we were not doing smart things. But God, come on, but God, come on. And He takes Saul's and He makes them Paul's, come on. And and, and it's the Word of God. So I just share that with you because if you have family members and you're like, those knuckleheads, they're never going to get it right. Listen, hold the line and pray and watch what God would do in their life. And so, uh, I just challenge you that. And I just feel led this morning because there's a lady in our church that, um, And I won't be long, but she's fighting some serious health stuff. Amen. And she would love to be here, but she can't. So let's just take a moment and pray for Miss Denise. I'm sure she's watching online, but I just want to send encouragement to you, Miss Denise. We just lift you up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I speak to the cellular level in her body, oh God. Father, that it would line up with the word, oh God. Father, that they would be healing upon her, oh God. And Father, that there would be no sickness, oh God. Father, I thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Spirit just to move upon her now, oh God. encouragement God to bring relief to her oh God to remove the pain oh God and father I speak to disease and death and I command it to go in the name of Jesus amen well real quick before brother Herman comes to share with you I want to share something you know we are in multiple world crisis you know I don't care what your background is if you can't see that we're in a crisis then i don't know if i what i can tell you but the lord spoke to me and he said i am an expert in showing up in the middle of crisis listen to me in john chapter 20 verse 19 through 22 he says so it was the evening of that day in the first day of the week and the doors were shut and the disciples were for fear of the jews they were hiding Because their master had the Jesus, come on, that he had walked with and that they ate with and they lived life with for three years. He had just been crucified. And now Peter's out denying him, come on. And now they're locked in a room, scared to death because they have no idea what is about to happen. And in the middle of that room, Jesus came in and he stood in the midst of them and he said, Shalom, Aleking, my peace be unto you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side and the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord and Jesus said to them, peace be with you as the Father has sent me. Listen, there is a resound. I don't care what's going on in the news, there is a resounding thing that God has put in my heart that he is calling peace upon his people. Come on, not the peace that the world gives. Come on, but, but the peace that God gives. Amen. Story after story after story in the Bible, the Lord shows up in the middle of a crisis. You know what a miracle is, right? It's something that was never supposed to happen. Come on, we can do it our own. We don't need a miracle. Come on, but when it looks bleak, when it looks hopeless, when it looks like there's no way, then God, come on, then God shows up and says, Peace. Be with you. And after that, he breathed upon them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer today, that one, that we would have peace. Come on. No matter what happens, that we would have peace, but that the Lord would breathe on us today his Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. Father, let your spirit breathe upon us, O God. Breathe fresh life, O God. Father, I pray that every person gets a personal touch from you, Jesus, the Master, oh God, that you would, no matter what they're dealing with, God, that you would say, peace, my peace, be upon you. Lord, we give you all praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: I just want to introduce this next young man that's coming to share. He is our nephew-in-law. I think that's how you say that. He's married to our niece. And God's hand is upon his life. He is a lay minister at our church, and he works on our media team. Phenomenal man of God. Both he and his wife, powerful, power team. We honor them, appreciate them, respect them. But as a young couple... They are entrepreneurial, own two businesses, 100%, and two other businesses, 50%. God is blessing them. And I wanted to say that to encourage you because, you know, last night as the words were coming forth um, about inventions and about businesses, I can't remember the exact words, but, you know, it's all online. I'll have to go back and watch it again. You know, take that step. Take that step when God puts... Dreams and visions in your spirit. Take that step and get out there and dare to see what God will do. Because if God births it, God did not. I, I a, a saying I, I have been saying since I was a child, God did not create me to fail. He did not create you to fail. So I just want to encourage you, and I want to introduce Herman. And maybe if you're saying, "Hey, I want to, I want to get that business going," but I'm a little leery. I'm a little concerned. Give us Herman and Amanda. They will encourage you to take that step out.
6: Thank you, Pastor Bill. That was really sweet. I'm about to take her on the road with me, y'all. That was a phenomenal introduction. How many people are having a wonderful time? Wasn't the spirit heavy last night? That was phenomenal. That was my second time being able to see Prophet Robin uh, in person, and every single time, every word that comes out of his mouth. If you're not paying attention to the context of where it's coming from it'll go right over your head brother charlie was jamming i mean he was beating that bass, and i got to tell you what that bass was beating him back too right no but uh proper robin was phenomenal um every time he said i really shouldn't say this i just got giddy like a child i really did i was like come on proper give it to us give it to us but uh we're going to prepare our hearts for giving this morning. This is just going to be a normal Sunday, more than tithe and offering for those members of Praise Church of Louisiana. But I wanted to share with you something that's been heavy on my heart uh, just for the last couple of weeks as I do my own research and I do my own uh, my own preaching. So if you got your Bibles, will you turn it to uh, to Ephesians chapter six real quick and then I'll turn it over to uh, Pastor Garland. He's got a phenomenal message for us this morning. But the book of Ephesians is so powerful. It's only six chapters. And Paul was writing the book of Ephesians. Who knows where he's writing it from? He's writing it from prison, right? He's in chains. He's in shackles while he's writing the book of Ephesians. How many people know if you're in prison and you've got one little beam of light shining down, some truths start really coming to the surface? You got a lot of me time. You got a lot of head time. And for you to be able to write the book of Ephesians, with the rules and the instructions and the guidelines and everything that he was laying out for the body of Christ and what we're responsible to do. That's just profound. That's some really deep searching. The Holy Spirit was really heavy on his head. So in Ephesians 6, I think he gives one of the most compelling comparisons that we need as the body of Christ in all of time. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10, he starts out reading Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done. All to stand. If you continue to read, he goes on to to give examples of the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. Everything that we need every single day to continue our fight. Like Prophet, like Prophet Rogan said last night, to stay the course. You know, as we were driving up here, uh, it was a long drive, and uh, you know, Carter's telling jokes, Monroe's singing Jingle Bells. You know, they got. We got the Encanto soundtrack playing in the background on repeat, parents know what I'm talking about. And uh, in between the wife and I are having conversations about Dale Partridge podcasts, I don't know if y'all know who that guy is, but a song comes on. And I said, man, I, I wonder where she's been, it's a Christian artist, I, said, I wonder where she's been, she hadn't come out with an album in a while. And my wife says, with all that Shalmet attitude, well, hopefully she'd been reading her Bible. I didn't know the I don't know the backstory of the artist. So I really didn't get there. I just stayed, stayed in my car, just driving, not gonna get into it. But something right after that happened that just touched me. My eight-year-old son in the backseat goes, Well, Daddy, do, do all Christians read the Bible? All he knows is what we do in our house. And we read the Bible, we read it all the time, we read it in different contexts. We tell the stories, we ask what it means, what is the message that is being portrayed? He was asking, do other Christians do that? Does a Christian need to read the Bible? Watch this, does a Christian need to follow what's in the Bible? All of that spirals from that one question that he was asking, so then that turned into another 35, 45 minute conversation as we're driving as to why Christians need to read the Bible, amen? So this morning, uh, the ushers are going to get the, uh, the envelopes out, and if you know how to give uh, online, louisiana.com. For those, uh, continue please to support and be diligent with us, but I want to share one last thing with you, and then we can go. I've got a beautiful little three-year-old. I love talking about my kids if you can't share, if you can't tell. I've got a beautiful little three-year-old, and if you've ever stood uh, like, over a toddler or a child and watched them color, it's beautiful, but it's also heart-wrenching at the same time. They're just all over the place. They're all over the place. I so badly want to grab that color from her hand and just help her out. Baby, stay here, stay here. The blues go here, the reds go here, the greens go here. But I can't do that. I have to let her finish coloring her picture. How many people are happy that we don't have to color our own picture? We have the Holy Spirit we have God giving us guidelines. He's giving us a roadmap. map. He's given us instructions to follow how we can stay inside the lines. But guess what? God can't take the color from us. We have to continue to hold the color. Amen? We have to continue to stay inside the lines. Stay the course, everybody. We got to stay inside the lines right now more than ever. Okay? Get your envelopes ready. Um, I'm going to pray real quick, and then we'll go ahead and give. Yeah, we're going to have the ushers come around and get an envelope from everybody. Um, if you're a member, this is a regular church service. We, we thank you so much, like I said, for your diligence and your support. If you're not and you want to uh, give an offering to Praise Church of Louisiana, you can make it out. Your checks checked out to PraiseChurchLouisiana.com. Use the Tithe app, and also visit thepraysearchoflouisiana.com. Amen? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for all the blessings that you've given us. Lord, they overpour and they over overpour and overpour. We're so undeserving of your grace, your mercy, and your unconditional love. I ask you now, right, Lord, to soften the hearts and the ears of everybody that's in this congregation this morning, Lord that they have the opportunity to experience your glory and your power, Lord, on a level that they've never, ever experienced before, Lord. Bless the pastors right now, Lord. Give them the power, Lord. Speak and work through them, Lord, and they continue to help everybody, Lord, on their, on their path. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this in your son's name. Jesus, amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. If pastors would pass those offering plates, and then I'm going to get ready to preach. um, I know we have people watching online, but for those of you that are here in that uh, conference with us, we just want to encourage you to have some time this afternoon, enjoy yourself. I I haven't looked at the weather. I know a few days ago they said it was going to rain today, so I don't know if it's raining all day or not, but, you know, Cades Cove is beautiful in the mountains if you want to go drive through there, and there's so many activities and things to do. Or if you're like me, the highlight of the day would be to take a nap. So whatever it is that you want to do, we hope that you enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Tonight, Prophet um, Charlie Jordan will be here with us again in a powerful service this morning. My husband and I are ministering. I've been in prayer this morning about our our ministry at home. And we have anointed people leading the service there. And I know that God's going to touch lives there as well. But this morning, you know, we, I shared briefly just last night, I said, when we were putting together this conference, we selected prophetic flows that flow in a variety of ways, whether it's to the nations or to the individual. And so this morning, what I'm going to share is a little bit of more, I guess, a teaching. Um, I am a preacher, but sometimes I feel led to teach. So who knows how it'll come out, but on some different points about the prophetic, When we chose the name for this conference, we every year we ask the Lord, give us a prophetic name for the conference of what you're wanting to accomplish, how you want us to focus. It's time for us to be awakened to the sound. You know, we've we've got to be awakened, you know, throughout the word of God. The Lord keeps telling us over and over, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know, uh, and so we've got to be awakened. And there is a sound in the realms of the spirit that we must tune into. The last two Sundays at our churches, I preached on shout and about the power of your shout. And I shared how that, you know, God tells us to shout. Throughout the Psalms there's several times he commands us and tells us to shout. If you don't think there's power in your shout, ask the walls of Jericho. There is power in your shout. So I'm going to talk for a moment as I get into this on a forerunner. What is a forerunner? A prophetic flow is a forerunner anointing. A forerunners forerunners are called to go ahead Of the broader body of Christ to prepare the way for the people now more than ever we're living in a prophetic season where we need to rise up in the book of Corinthians Paul writes covet to prophesy it doesn't mean that each and every one of us holds the office of a prophet but it does issue this level of a challenge each of us who are believers are expected by God to press into the point that the prophetic can flow through us when and where it's needed. It might be in a grocery store. It might be with a coworker. It might be in a hospital. It could be anywhere that you are, but we've got to be so tuned in. So God told me this morning in the message, let's deal with with us. Let's deal with us we got to get ourselves where we need to be so the Holy Spirit can flow through us. God's using all of us. We are his body. We are his word, his expression in the land today. So it's all of us. And there are people you will touch, I will never touch. The prophets that were on this stage. They will never touch. It takes all of us to be the light, to be the voice, and to let the Holy Spirit move. So we want to be a forerunner. Forerunners are laborers. uh, Forerunners' labors are primarily to pioneer a new expression of God's heart and work. The call of a forerunner is best summed up in Isaiah 51 16, where it says, I've set my words in your mouth. And I've hidden you under the shadow of my hand to establish the heavens, to found the earth, and to say to Zion, you are my people. So we've got to get ourselves to a place where we're saying, you know what? And we have an amazing spirit-filled counselor sitting in the back, and I refer people to her all the time, and sometimes she's like, I can't take anybody else, you know? But, but she could tell you, you know, what, what I'm saying is true. There are, all of us have come from dysfunction. All of us are the products of dysfunction. From your great-grandparents to your grandparents, on down, on down, on down. You know? And truth be known, some of us, we might be creating our own dysfunction in our own world right now. If we're real honest. I preached at this conference several years ago. In my, um, I live a little bit on the edge. And the title of my message was Man in a Mirror. And for the altar call, we played Michael Jackson's Man in a Mirror. And I gave everybody mirrors. Because it's time for us to look introspectively on ourselves. We have gotten so accustomed to our dysfunction that we don't know how to function without it. But every time we hear that a prophet, a person of God is coming along with the first one standing at the door and we will even act up and push people out of the way in order that we can get in the door so we can get the next level, the next anointing, the next touch, the next Holy Ghost goosebumps, because we want all of that. But we haven't done anything with the impartations we've already received. And yet we're so greedy like a pig at the trough wanting more, more, more. And yet we've done nothing with what we have been given already. It's time for us to mature. People are dying and going to hell. We all were shouting with the prophet last night about all the political things, about all of our opinions, about all of the political things. And what are we doing about it? As a believers, many people will sit over coffee, complain about this one, that one, the other one, that ain't going to change nothing, baby prayer is what's going to change it and what you speak out of the words of your mouth we speak life or death we can either speak damnation to this nation or we can say in god we trust this is a nation founded upon godly principles you know i haven't met my sister but i obviously figured out who y'all are sylvia leads a ministry called the remnant correct you know, God's raising up a remnant. He's raising up a remnant. I'm going to be part of that remnant. I am part of that remnant. I'm going to make a difference in the world. But it's got to be my choice. But if I'm just sitting here in all my funk and, and, and feeling sorry for myself, and every time there's an altar call coming up so I can cry and, 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 and you know, get a, Some people do it to get attention. We had some in here last night. They were thriving off attention, baby, but my girls were on it. When they come to church and shout and carry on and then turn around to see who's watching them, hello, there's your sign. You ain't even got to have discernment. They're looking for attention. something wrong with that one. we got to get to a place where we're mature. We're growing up. We're growing up. I know you've got issues. I know you've been through hurdles. I know you have problems in your life. But wake up. Wake up. we got to discern the sound. You see, the spirit realm is speaking 24-7. The demonic realm and the Holy Spirit. When I first began to step out and speak and flow in the prophetic realm, I remember specifically the first time God gave me the name of somebody. I was preaching a conference in Wisconsin. And before I even got to the building, God started giving me names of people. That had never happened before. Y'all, I was plumb scared to death to stand up there and call out those names. And what if that person's not here, you know? And I I didn't dare look at anybody's name tags because I was like, you know, I was just a wreck. And then I was like, okay, God, if I call their name, then what? And he said, I'm going to give you the rest. Every time I'm flowing in the prophetic, and a lot of times while I'm preaching, I'm hearing things. Now, y'all are going to leave here and say, that preacher hears voices. (laughs) I'm hearing things. I'm hearing things from the Spirit of God, and I'm hearing things from the demonic realm. And the demonic realm saying, if you say that, you're committing career suicide. You will never be asked to preach anywhere again. Everybody's going to bad talk you because you know they all do it. You know that prophet? They went off the deep end. You know that preacher? Ooh, Lulu. You know, they say things. And they totally disregard the message in the word that says, Touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And they just say whatever they want to say and they place judgment on people and all. So you're hearing these voices. I'm telling you this because some of you, God's been speaking to you, giving you words. So I'm sharing from my experience to help you. It's normal. If when you're hearing the Holy Spirit talk to you, at the same time you're hearing the devil talk to you and tell you you're wrong, don't do that, don't open your mouth, don't speak that. But you've got to be like Peter and dare to step out of the boat. If you never take that step, you'll never know what God could do. Peter could have just stayed on the boat with all the naysayers and that's another one right there silence your ears to all those yahoos don't be listening to them don't let just anybody speak in your life they don't have the authority to speak in your life unless you give them that authority to speak into your life you'll never believe how many people i ignore i've become a pro at it i can look at them and smile and in my brain i turned it off i'm like They're crazy. Okay. Not entertaining that. They're of the wrong spirit. We have been given everything we ever need to flow in the realms of the spirit. Christ already paid the price, He already made the provision. The Holy Spirit has been, you know, here since Christ ascended. Jesus' last words. Don't you think if you if you were dying, you know, when my father passed away a few years ago, you know, we were all around the bed. You want to hear, you want to hear what their last words are. You want to hold on to those words. Christ's last words before he was ascended was tarry ye here until ye be endued with power from on high. Tells me that Christ said, He knew, he believed, he was purporting that the Holy Spirit is vital in our lives for our success. So we can't make it without the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has has been released to work in and through our lives. But if I'm carrying all of the baggage, all of the issues from yesterday, and if I'm allowing all of those situations to control me, I will never be what he destined me to be. We are here today, alive, today, because each of us has a destiny. As Bethany was saying, she was quoting our dear friend, Prophet Kim Clement, you're somewhere in the future, well, they said that last night, and you look much better than you look right now. She was saying, I anticipate the inevitable supernatural intervention of God. You know, he had so many awesome prophetic sayings that he would say, and... Uh, What a privilege it was to have such a man as a friend and to speak into our lives. I'm encouraging you to get to a place with God where you say, Lord, look, I'm not coming against you if you've got some issues going on in your life. Please don't interpret that. But at some point, we got to give it to the Lord and leave it there. Okay, leave it there and say, God, this happened, this happened, that happened. God knows it already. This one walked out. That one walked out. This one lied on me. This one cheated. All these things happened. He knows it. Talk to him about it. Be real about it. Be open about it. But don't let that control you. Make a determination. You're pushing beyond. So you can fulfill your purpose and your destiny. And And you've got to get to a place in your walk in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't just happen overnight. Where you can hear, listen, and discern the sounds you have to do that in order to develop a strategy, in order to strategize and find the timing of God. See, God has plans for us. So, Just like Herman was just up here talking. Okay, there had to be a timing to start that business. And then for the ones that he has partners on, he had to have discernment to know who to be a partner with. Who do you, who do you connect with? You can't just connect with any old body in a partnership. It'll come to destruction, and that goes in your... Personal relationships, as well as your business. You better be better to live single than to entangle yourself with somebody who doesn't know your value and is going to do nothing but bring chaos to your life. That is no life. Okay, y'all good? I had a difficult situation that happened earlier this week. But I may share about it, but it won't be while we're online. But my little four-year-old heard me on the phone with his mother, and he came in there, and they called me Sugar because I am Sugar. We are Sugar Pops. That's what my daughter-in-law named us when the first grandbaby was coming. And he came in the room, and he said, Mama, what's wrong with Sugar? And he said, Sugar, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath which we don't know where he ever even heard that. And then the next day he called, he said, he said Pops, he said, Pops, I need to tell you something, with a, you know, with a P, I need to tell you something. Something happened to Sugar. And I told Sugar, he said, I worried about Sugar. He said, I worried about her. And he said, I told Sugar, take a deep breath. Oh, he said, take a deep breath and count to four. Okay, y'all knew you were going to hear something about a grandkid. And that's only, this conference only just begun. You might hear a few more grandkid stories. Sorry. Psalms chapter 8, verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. That word still there means to silence. That means if I want to get the enemy to shut up, how, I, how do I do that? By praising, by shouting, by extolling His name above everything else, by decreeing, by declaring, this may be what my situation looks like, but this is not how my situation is going to end, because, and quoting the word of the Lord that He's given to you in your spirit. Amen? I'm going to come to a close in a minute because my husband's coming to share. But I'm going to close out by sharing just a few minutes out of Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 21. Are you able to pull that up, Javar? Thank you, honey. We're going to read a few verses there. Ezekiel 12, 21. I have preached from this many times, but I feel like this so describes where we are. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, What is that proverb that ye have in the land of Israel saying? The days are prolonged and every vision faileth. Y'all, that's what the naysayers are saying. America's all washed up. Every vision is failing. The days are prolonged. It's dragging out. Nothing positive is happening. And every vision is failing. Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make them shut up, saying this foolishness, or I will make this proverb to cease. And they shall no more use this as a proverb in Israel. But say to them, y'all, this is what we need to be decreeing. The days are at hand and the effect of every vision, this room is filled with vision. Every one of you has vision. And each of your visions are differently, different and, and have been, you know, spoken into your spirit. The effect of every vision. What does that mean? That means I'm going to see the effect of it. I'm gonna see it come about. I look in this room and I see so many realtors in this room. We got Destiny, we've got Erica, she's got Couture Realty, we got Brandy, and, and is it next step? Next home. Okay. And and so we, you know, I'm looking, they didn't just sit on the fact that they had a vision they had to act on it the effect of every vision the days are at hand and the effect of every vision for there shall be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of israel for i am the lord and i will speak and the word that i shall speak shall come to pass It shall no more be prolonged. How many of y'all been in here and you just felt like you've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and God hadn't turned it around and God hadn't manifest his power. You believe in him. You got faith. But it's been prolonged. It shall no more be prolonged for in your days, O rebellious house, Will I say the word? And I will, not I might, but I will perform it. God will perform His word. He's faithful to perform His word. Saith the Lord God. Verse 26, again the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that he seeth is for many days to come. And he prophesieth of the times that are far off. Therefore say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, There shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord God. You know what that means, Pastor John Ortiz? That means no more delays. No more delays. I can't look at the current situation. I'm prophesying into the situation. I'm tired of waiting. God promised it. He said it. I believe it. I'm standing upon it. My faith will not waver. I may not see anything changing in the natural right now. But I am prophesying to this situation. Satan, take your hands off. God said, the days are no longer prolonged. I'm going to see the effect, the impact, the result of every vision. That's the word of the Lord. No more delays. No more prolonging. Amen. We've got to decree that. We've got to speak that. We've got to prophesy that. If nobody calls you out and prophesies to you, it don't matter. You have the word of the Lord in you. You prophesy it. There's going to be times and seasons you're walking through things where there's not going to be somebody you can call and ask to help with this and that or to pray with you. you got to fight it out by yourself. And in those moments, your strength is going to be renewed. As you are fighting the battle and relying upon the strength of the Lord. But it's time. It's time for us to say, all this happened in the past, but it's not who I am I will not allow it to define who I am I am triumphant I am more than a conqueror I am victorious I've been destined to win I have not been created to fail I'm going to prophesy the word of the Lord decree the word of the Lord and I'm decreeing today there are no more delays on the promises that God has spoken for my life when we get to that place then then we can mature And we can start discerning the sound. Am I entertaining the Holy Spirit's voice? Am I entertaining? Is that the enemy? Is that the Lord? Is that the Lord trying to stop me? And the Lord's putting blockades? Or is that the devil trying to trip me up and stop me? How many of you have ever had those questions? Why the obstacles? Is it God? Is it the devil? Who is it? He's already given us the equipping that we need to tap in to his spirit. And to hear, I can't do it for you. But you can do that. Spending time in prayer. Seeking his face. Letting him pour into your spirit. Amen. This is our time. This is the season. Awaken to the sound of the prophetic. So you can share that sound with others that are in your world. Amen. God's anointed you. Not just for what you're going through to have victory, but for you to bring victory into the lives of others. Got about two or three more slides I'm going to read, and then I'm closing. Prophets will speak to individuals, situations, atmosphere, circumstances, nations, politics, health, relationships, finances, and so on. It goes. There's a verse I want to read to you. All of us are familiar with, and we, we love to hear sermons. And, and Josh showed a video last year. If I had been together enough, I'd have had him pull that video up for me. But probably a lot of you have seen it. But um, based on Ezekiel 37, prophesy to these bones and say to them, have y'all seen that video where the flesh comes on the bones? The bones come to... Oh, Josh, can you show that sometime this week? Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing to see that. But there's a Hebrew word in the Old Testament. You know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, New Testament, Greek. Hebrew word for prophesy is naba, N-A-B-A. It means to bubble or to flow forth, to gush, to flow, to boil up or over. And Naba is the word used in Ezekiel when he was commanded by the Lord to speak to the dry bones. They were dry bones. And he spoke to them that that the fluid would come, they would bubble up. Naba, prophesy, Naba to these dry bones. You see, every one of us has seasons of dryness. And there are some of you here this weekend, and you came for this conference, and you're dry. You love the Lord, you're hungry for God, but you haven't felt Him move on you personally in a long time. And I'm speaking to you today prophetically from the word of the Lord. I'm prophesying, Naba to your dry bones, that this is going to be a time of refreshing for you, for you to bubble up, to gush forth. You know, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being a, 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 a fountain springing up within us. Holy Spirit, many places in the Word is paralleled with water. The Holy Spirit wants to refresh you. Some of us, we need to get back to our first love. We've opened doors for everything you can imagine in our life. And then we want God to move and show up. We can't expect that. That's not even rational. In your your relationships with human beings, if you've opened up doors for all kinds of other things yet you expect your intimate relationship to remain the same, it's not gonna happen. Why would we think that would happen with our relationship with the Lord? It's not. So for some of us, this awakening to the sound is getting ourselves back where we need to be. Go back to your first love. As Revelation, John talks about in Revelation. Amen? And then allow the Holy Spirit to Naba. To spring forth in you. God promised that the dry bones would be raised from their graves, brought back to life, and restored to their inheritance. You and I have the same promise from the Lord. Ask him to show you the heritage he has for you. Then you speak to your dry places that are holding back your restoration. Don't wait for the next prophet to come to town. Or to this town. Or to any town. You do it. You speak it. Prophecy is simply speaking forth the mind of God. Why do we need to speak it out loud? Well, faith comes by. So a lot of times it's really important to even read the word of God out loud. Because it's building your faith. You're hearing it. You're not just reading it. You're hearing it. It might be just one scripture, but say it out loud. Also, every demonic spirit that's been tormenting you and trying to hold you back is hearing what you're saying. And they're hearing you decree and declare the promises of God. Demons tremble at just the mention of the name of Jesus Christ. So I want to make them tremble. So decree and declare his promises over your life prophesy to your situation. Watch and see what God will do. It's time for us to mature. It's time for us to grow up. It's time for us to nava, to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit to gush forth in our lives, amen? So that we can be what he wants us to be in the world. And then begin expecting it. When my husband and I started flowing in the prophetic realm, we would test the gifts. We would sit in a restaurant and as a waitress would come up and walk past, or maybe the person sitting at the table next door, n- next to us, Garland would say, what are you picking up? And I'd say, well, here's what I'm picking up. And he'd say, well, I'd say, what are you picking up? We'd talk to each other about what we're picking up. And when we felt the Holy Spirit prompt us, we, we'd start praying for them. Look, we were in a restaurant two weeks ago. And a waitress came by uh, up to the table again. I said, honey, I don't know her. Yeah, I don't know this girl from anywhere. I said, Everything's not okay, is it? Tears started flowing. No, it's not. And she started crying because the boy she was talking to. I never did understand what she said happened. I don't know if she was saying he blocked her or he, I don't know, blogging blocked her. I don't know what she said. She was crying so hard I couldn't understand it. I said, okay, well, we're going to pray for you right now. And people were watching, other waiters, and we just came, we're walking past. The manager had just come over and talked to us and, you know, and everything. And, and she's just bawling, and we're, as Father, in the name of Jesus. You know, and I just began to pray for this young lady. You know, we've got to step out. I was in the same restaurant two weeks earlier. And a young couple who were supposed, they were trying to come on this trip, but they got three little ones, three and under. And they just opened a CrossFit in Baton Rouge, and so um, they were. I had they kept calling me and saying, "We want to come, we want to come." But our personal trainer that we had, you know, she's not able to. Uh, she's leaving to go to another job. We need a trainer. Da 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 da. So we're sitting in the same restaurant because you know I, I hardly ever cook. Sorry, I know how. Okay, you can look at us and tell. Okay, I do know how, but. We eat out most of the time, and we go after church, we go late night, so which is terrible. I know don't don't even tell me, I know it's bad, but that's what we do so um, but it's become my mission field, okay so so anyway, we're sitting there, and so the waitress is talking to us and. So Garland said, well, now are you in college? You go to LSU? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be a, um, a gym instructor or whatever, and I, I'm certified as a personal trainer and whatever. And she said, I'm going to, I, I'm in Baton Rouge, but I'm coming out here to Gonzales to go to the CrossFit out here, but it's quite a drive and whatever. I'm like, wait, wait. I got a friend. I said, it's 10 o'clock at night. She's got three babies. She's probably sleeping. I called Renee. Renee said, yes, give her my number. She's now working for Renee. Because we can tune into the Spirit on so many levels. Everything doesn't have to be some deep spiritual something. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you all the time. You just got to tune in. And let him be that networker that's going to help put everything together. You know? And you can let that happen. You can let it happen for you. When you start to speak to somebody, Nina, you've always been so prophetic. Always. And, and that's why the enemy has just, throughout your life, tried to bring so much foolishness your way to get you off course because of that. I mean, powerhouse anointing. And once your mind's made up, nothing's going to make it change. Nothing. I know that. Fight in you. And when you when you start to step out to minister to somebody, whether it's somebody, you know, your mom shared a brief with me at the workplace or wherever it is, you know, that that you're going to hear the devil talking to you at the same time as you're hearing the Holy Spirit, and that's okay. God taught me probably 20-some-odd years ago, and those of you that are part of my church have heard me say this a lot of times. In my prayer time, I ask ask the Lord, silence, deafen my spiritual ears to the taunts, the torment, the confusion of the enemy, so that I will hear your voice clearly, Many times when I'm laying hands on people at the altar, God would tell me they're, they're being tormented. T- t- you know, and I'll lay my hands on their ears. And I'll say, in the name of Jesus, we, we silence, we deafen their spiritual ears to the voice of the enemy. See, we can do that. We have that authority so that we can have the clarity we need in the Spirit. Tune into the Holy Spirit and let Him speak into our lives. So I encourage you to do that. People are waiting on what you have to share So step out and let God use you. I mean, this family on this road, this Jane's family, which one of you is Jesse Stromer? I'm so sorry it didn't work out, but I appreciate your willingness bringing that cajon because when Prophet called us and said he wasn't bringing his band, it was like we had a 24-hour to make it all work. Thank you for your willingness, but when Charlie said he had that loop machine or something, they decided to go with that. But um, we're well, finishing on all three of you. Powerful. You haven't even scratched the surface of what God wants to do. Stay around people that are going to stretch you to let the prophetic flow. Each of you have prophetic on you. And each of you see some things the same way, but each of you see some things totally different we see in part, we hear in part, and God's going to use you. God's going to use you in powerful ways. I got to let my husband get up here before that, you know, he starts throwing things at me. But uh, but uh, yeah. it's his turn. We're trying to all take turns and share share the mic, you know. Um, where's Jack? Which one's Jack? I haven't seen Jack in 100 years. Okay. And Jack is the one that we're, Connie, that we're praying for. Okay, and I want to just go ahead and share this need with you while we're here. I didn't bring my phone up here, but uh, he, he has a, uh, received a diagnosis, uh, you're 14, baby, of a, of a heart situation that's very serious. And we are going to be praying for him, laying hands on him, and I'm asking each of you, even while you're here, to start praying for Jack. We're believing for a miraculous intervention of god on the behalf of jack god loves you god's got a destiny for you he allowed you to to be alive today your grandmother was telling me and i didn't know this i remember you coming to this conference years ago but you were young but um uh i, I didn't realize that you were a twin and that you were the only one that survived but that their enemy obviously has had a plot but he can't take you. God's anointed you, and God's got a purpose for you, and we're we're going to stand with you. We're believing. We're in this war with you, believing for miraculous intervention, so everybody be in prayer for Jack. We're going to pray for him. We got several ministries here with us represented, and I'm excited for each of you, and I'm praying you leave here refreshed with a fresh word of the Lord in your spirit, and right now my husband's and Joshua's coming to help me with all this. <laughs> <clears throat>
4: Why don't you stand to your feet just for a moment and stretch? <clears throat> I told him to stand to the feet and stretch. She's worried about what I'm gonna say. I want you to turn to the person next to you. If you don't know them, introduce yourself to them. Tell them how nice they look this morning. Well, this is a good day, amen? I'm always in our beginning of our services, I'll, I'll say that this is a good day. This is the day the Lord's made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, no matter what's taking place, no matter what's happening around us. You make your day, amen? You make your day. You make, you make your day what you want it. And you can have a happy day. You can set the state for your day. Uh, but You have to decide that. I mentioned yesterday that I had been doing a lot of uh, teaching, a lot of preaching on the soul and on faith. And I think they both go hand in hand with each other. I, I tell our people that we need to study the word. I appreciate what Herman Herman said earlier about how they conduct their home and, and then the conversation in the truck on the way up here, on the vehicle on the way up here, and then the questions that begin to come forward. Does everybody read the Bible? Every Christian read the Bible? Sad to say, many people don't. Sad to say, many only hear the word of God when they go to church or they turn on the television to their favorite preacher. You and I, we, as individuals, we need to study the Word of God. There's, there's two areas of, of where I have to study. One, I have to study for my soul. That's number one priority with me. And then I have to study for a word to deliver to people. But if my soul is out of kelter, if it's not in balance, then how in the world can I minister? Someone else. Because our eyes are skewed by the history in our life. And you can say, I'm looking for a change, but never embrace a different perspective. You know, people that stay with the same perspective all the time live in the same area all the time. And there's never no, there's no change, and there's no hope really for happiness because they're fixed in their past. God doesn't want us to live in our past. He wants us to get into the future of how he sees our life. It's interesting how that when God begins to speak about you, that he's not speaking about you from a past perspective. He's speaking to you from your future. The future is the only place where sin is not dwelling. The only place that your heart hasn't been wounded by people, things, situations in life. You know, none of us are exempt from pain. But I'm the one that controls the suffering. We're going to have pain in life. I mean, every one of us that we've been through, if you... If you've been in life for any period of time, you have had pain some way, some form. But it's your choice whether you're going to stay in the suffering of that pain. We have to move on. We have to grow up. We have to increase our life. And the way we do that is reading the Word, studying the Word. Not not reading it from historical value. Although that's good and that's that that is something we need to understand, but I need to read the word for revelation. Revelation is something that has been unveiled where that the curtain has been opened, and now we look at it and say, "Wow, I've never seen it that way before." I didn't understand it that way. you know when we were we were children in in children's church i was I was raised in church and and that's just normal for me. But in children's church we heard all the different stories. We heard about um Noah and the boat and all the animals went on two by two. We heard about David and Goliath. We've heard about all the different stories that seems to be highlights for us because it does bring some kind of a ring to us of what someone else has done and what they have conquered. And I look at David's life now Versus the past when I was a child and the the revelation that you we should be receiving just from that one story of David coming to Saul and saying, here's my qualifications. I killed the bear, killed the lion with my own hand. I caught him by the beard. Look, let me tell you something. This is a lion. I'm afraid of a house cat. I was scarred when I was younger. My mom put me in piano lessons that I didn't want to take. And uh, the teacher had a piano in her home and she had this huge house cat, it was huge to me. Because when she would leave the room, it would jump up on the piano and stare at me. <laughs> and so my mom would ask me when she'd pick me up, did you learn anything today? I mean, we're paying for the lessons. We're paying for something I didn't want to start off with, but. No, I didn't learn anything except how a cat can look you down and stare at you and intimidate you. So since then, I've been scarred. So when David says he caught the lion by the beard, and he slew him with his own hands. Man, when Goliath tells him, I'm going to feed your carcass to the beast of the field and the fowl of the air, and David turns it on him and begins to speak back to this non-covenant individual. You see, the difference between David and Goliath was the covenant with God. The difference between you and the average person should be the covenant that you have with God. The insight, the, 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 the revelation that comes to you to help you overcome what everybody is having to deal with, But getting to a place that you know, that you know, that you know, that you're going to be all right. In spite of the news reports, in spite of the theories and everything else that's coming down the pipe. See, the enemy is after your soul. He's after the soul of this nation. I think it's interesting that... uh, even on the signs of some of the ones that we're speaking, is dealing with the soul of a nation. They're telling you exactly what is going forward, what's coming out. In reality, every one of us is being faced with an enemy that is trying to capture your soul and bring damage into your soul. The Word tells us, that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, separating and dividing between the soul and the spirit, which tells us that the soul and spirit are so close together that many times you can misinterpret what you're feeling. You can be in a tremendous service and feel the goosebumps of the spirit, if you will, that's coming into the room and misequate that with a relationship with God. There are many people that get into services and they think because they, they feel the presence of God that that tells them they have a relationship with God. No, you just brushed shoulders with the Holy Spirit that was moving in and out of the room, giving you an opportunity to embrace that for a lifestyle. So when an individual in their soul has been damaged, they begin to look at themselves as being less than able to be able, less able to get to the presence of God because of the damage. The moment that we can get past the hurts, the people, the things that are being said, and begin to understand that God wants a relationship with me. He wants a relationship with you. And you can hear the voice of God. He speaks to you. So the word says, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword separating and dividing between the spirit and the soul, just as it would between the bone and the marrow. you are to look at a bone, you'd say that's a bone, not really realizing maybe that inside of that holds, is held the marrow of that bone. And so what he's saying is the word of God can separate that marrow so you can see the difference between the bone and the marrow. The word of God separates your soul and it begins to tell you what you need to do in your soul versus what you're feeling in your spirit. I want my soul in spirit to be one. That I'm healed and healthy in my soul so that I can embrace the things that are coming by the spirit and then As my soul takes control, your your soul is where all of your emotions, your heart, the word talks about the heart, the mind, all of your intellect, all of this comes out of the soul. And that's where the healing needs to take place so that we can hear the voice of God on a whole different level. So when you, when we become one with God, we get one in ourselves. And then your soul now begins to take charge of your life instead of allowing everything else to take charge of your life. That makes sense. The past only equals or the past only equals the future if you live in your past. So if I'm living in all the hurts and the pains that's come from the past, or even in the present, things that people are saying and people are doing. Your future is only going to resemble where you're living. And if I'm living in that area, you know, every, every one of us, I, I, was, I was thinking the other day how that uh, the hurricanes that come on the Gulf Coast and people in different regions are saying, why do these people live there? Because it's home. It's because of what we know. It's because of the food. It's because of our life. Because of memories. It's, that's the deal. We do, we, that's home. Everyone has an emotional home that we live in. And many people can't break out of their habitual emotions. that keeps them tied to their past. And it makes it difficult for them to move into their future because they're holding on to some hurt that somebody did. So the word tells us very clearly what we need to do. Forgive. Forgive so your heavenly father can forgive you of your trespasses, which tells us in that, that if we don't forgive, our heavenly father is bound not to forgive our trespasses by his own law, by his own words. And forgiveness is really not for the other person. Forgiveness is to free you from the suffering of the pain that they've brought to you. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So I have to deal with me. I have to deal with what's deep inside of me. Now, the word says, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. How can I hope for something different if I'm living in my past? All the intercessors gather around because we're going to pray for a breakthrough when we're deciding to stay right where we are. So the prayer and the warfare that they're entering into to bring freedom to you can open up the heavens for the freedom. But if you choose not to make a change in your perspective of life, you're going to remain right there. And all of their prayers we say didn't work when it worked, but our choice was to remain in the same place. Uh, it got a little heavy in here, I guess, just for a moment. I just felt it just for a moment right there. You know, last night we had a blast in here. I was I was so excited to, to be able to host the conference where that Charlie and uh, Prophet Robin was able to play on stage together. And both of them were incredible. And both of them brought something out of each other. I don't know if you saw any of that was going on. So here we are at this conference, and we made history. (laughs) It's impossible to access your promised land without a fight. It's impossible to access the promises that God has given to you without a fight. And the fight is cutting off the past so you can move into your future. So you don't know what people did. You don't know what they've done. You don't know what they've said. Does it really matter? When you really get down to it, does it really matter? And why do you want to hold on to it that they keep you in a cage? They're out doing what they want to do. But they got you caged up. Well, you don't know what my dad did to me, my mom did to me, my uncle, my aunt. You know what? Those things were brought on by a demonic force to try to capture your soul, to keep you from moving into what God has for you. Making sense? I think we, I think we would do wrong for us here today if all of our focus was on the prophetic without dealing with our soul, so we can embrace what God's trying to do. Otherwise, it's just words that are out there that other people are latching onto and they're getting the blessing. And we're saying, why isn't it happening to me? The reason it's not happening is because the condition of our soul is not allowing us to reach any further. Makes sense. I wanna read, read something to you out of, uh, out of Revelations. Revelations is an interesting book. I don't like it, I, uh, but I do like it. It intrigues me in a lot of areas. So, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Revelations chapter 18. Let me show you some interesting thoughts here. In a moment's time, the word tells us here that all the merchants of the world begin to weep and begin to cry. <clears throat> because all of their investments begin to disappear immediately. It goes from verse 1, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power in the earth, and was lightened with, the, with his glory, and cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, babylon the great is fallen it's fallen and it is because the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean ha- and hateful bird well search for the uh, the interpretation of that at the Fowl of the air, David says. I'm going to feed your carcass to the beast of the field and to the fowl of the air. In in the natural, he's talking about animals coming out and devouring a carcass that he's about to deliver. But metaphors in here can actually begin to talk about demonic forces that come and begin to devour. Hateful birds, unclean and hateful birds, for all the nations have drunk the wine, drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Interesting story that's being painted here. All the kings of the world. And we've got, we've got stuff that's taking place in our world today that you can see that there is a great divide between believers and non-believers. Mask wearers, no mask wearers. None of this really matters. But when we start digging into this area here, we begin to understand that there are demonic forces that have come and seduced kings to bow their knees to receive the riches or the delicacies that the queen of Babylon begins to offer. When you you start looking and and reading this, you begin to see, man, this is pretty close to where we are today. I I believe that you can read the word and you can find exactly where we are and what to do. The word says that the sons of Essachar understood the times and understood the seasons, but they also knew what to do in that time and season. So we can start looking through Scripture and begin to find where we are in time. And I think this is one of the areas of where we are. He said, For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. And double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled, 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 to her double, how much she hath glorified herself, and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she hath in her heart set a queen, and am no widow, and she see no sorrow." Interesting how John the Revelator is laying this book out. I want to skip down and move. You can go back and read this thing. It says in verse 12, And the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all fine woods and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and, and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and the souls of men we're in a season right now where the souls of men are being sold and people are profiting off of the souls of men we're in a place and a season in our world that we better begin to read the word and understand it on a level that our life has never understood before and start building a foundation in our life that our soul is not going to be moved by anything that comes out that's contrary to what God's word is. When I read the word... It tells me that before the great, terrible day of the Lord, that there's going to be an outpouring of God's spirit. You can go all the way back to Joel when he began to prophesy, and he began to tell, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall have vision, and and he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. This has to happen before he returns. So what's happening in our world today is, is the timing is try, trying to be thrown off so there won't be that type of move take place in the world that all men will be introduced to the King of kings and the Lord of lords but to get it off so we don't have that move. And if, we, and if this system, this Babylonian system, can encroach upon the souls of men, and profit off of the souls of men. And there's, there's a lot of profiting that's taking place with what's going on in our world. Just, just follow the paper trail of people's investments and you'll find that many of them are profiting off of the things that they're promoting. So in this, why are there so much profiting off of the propaganda off of the fear tactics, the things that's encroaching upon men's souls to cause them to be paralyzed that they cannot hear in the realms of the spirit and much less know what to do when they hear what God's speaking to them. Making sense what I'm saying? And those of you that don't know me, I say that quite often. Am I making sense? In our walk with God, we have to stay grounded in our relationship with God. In our our walk, and every one of us knows this, that the moment that you make a commitment to God and you start following after him, the enemy is right on your heels trying to distract your mind to keep you from praying keep you from reading you can go to church and you can hear a wonderful message that has great revelation but before you get to the parking lot you've already forgotten because sister or bucket mouth or brother bucket mouth has gotten in your ear and has now caused something to get into your soul that keeps you from holding on to what you received that God's trying to impart into your life so we have to set a guard for our soul You know, being raised in church, I've seen a whole lot of things. Being in ministry, I've seen even more things. And I've seen people that had tremendous giftings, but would not root themselves in the word. Wouldn't sit while the message is being preached. They'd hang out in the hallways for everything that come in and out. And their life is a shamble right now. All the talent, all the giftings, all the anointing goes out of the window unless you deal with your own soul. Just because someone has a gift doesn't make them have a relationship with God. Because the word says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So someone can operate in the gift, but their soul could be wrong. You know, the word says, lay hands on no man suddenly. I've taken that pretty seriously. And I've also reversed that. And I say to myself, I ain't letting any man lay hands on me suddenly. I want to know a little bit more about him. I remember one time we went, went to a meeting and, and a well-known prophet, raising up prophets. One of their students begin to prophesy and uh, was trying to read my countenance, I guess. If you look at me, sometimes I look like I'm mad, but I'm not. It's just me. And they started prophesying and said, you don't do the things you used to do for your wife. I mean, even the little things. And turned to my wife, and he doesn't buy you flowers and little and I just bought her a bouquet of flowers the day before we left to go to this meeting. So I knew right there she was off. <laughs> and my little wife stood up in, in the middle of it. I was going to let her go and hang herself a little bit more. And she got, she got up and got that little finger going and, oh, uh-uh. <laughs> and then the, then the prophet of the house come in to try to correct it. And a uh, mistake right there. I lost tremendous respect and honor there because of that. And so anyway, he was in another meeting we, we had attended, and, and uh, he told, he told uh, the leader of that meeting, he says, I want to I pray for this couple, but I just can't seem to break through. And the reason was because I wasn't opening my soul for any damage to take place. You see, you got to guard your soul. If you don't guard your soul, the devil has will find access to your soul to bring some kind of pain to get you off course. Many people, a lot of that pain comes in their childhood. It comes in through... Different doors that have been opened. Now we're left to try to figure out how to deal with it. Only God, when you choose to build a foundation in your soul, can heal that hurt. You can have a lot of tools and a lot of equipment to help you work through and just maintain your position. God wants to remove that pain that he doesn't linger anymore. He wants to heal our soul. You know, Paul writes in Romans chapter 7, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, thinking of his past and where he was that day. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this bondage of sin? Things I want to do, I don't do them. The things that I don't want to do are prevalent in my life all the time. I'm doing them all the time. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am. He's dealing not with something on the outside. He's dealing with an internal problem. From whence is this warring in my members? Every one of us, at times, we have battles inside of ourselves. How I deal with that is going to determine how I enter into my future. How I deal with that is going to determine how that word that we have received unfolds in our life. He says in chapter 8, He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So what what we find between chapter 7 and chapter 8 is a relief that took place in Paul's life to get him from thinking about, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? He said, I can't do it on my own. The things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I'm doing them all the time. There's a battle inside. And I think every one of us, at times, we deal with battles inside until we find the key. We find the answer that sets us free from any bondage that we would have trying to hold on to our life. He says, there's therefore now no condemnation. I find the difference between condemnation and conviction feels very similar in our soul. But they they have two results, two different results. Conviction comes from God. Condemnation comes from the devil. They sort of feel the same because you realize you've done something wrong that you don't need to have in your life. But condemnation puts you under the feet of the enemy. Conviction yielded to and repented of the sins puts the enemy under your feet, that he has no more authority to speak into your life. So what I'm saying here today is we have to put a guard over our soul. It's it's not enough that we deal with little things in our own personal life, but to read in Revelations that people's souls are being profited from. We're seeing that today more than ever before. So we can actually look at Revelations chapter 18 and begin to say in portions of this, we could be living right in this moment. Now, what do I need to do? I need to get into the word and cause the healing from the word To heal my soul. That I have a different perspective on who I am. You see, anytime you have a prophet coming in and you make an announcement, people line up in the street because they want a word about their future. But a word about your future is not going to do you any good until the condition of the soul takes on a whole change that I'm able to embrace that word because I can't bring my past into the future. I have to turn loose of my past and I have to turn loose of my present. Paul speaks to Timothy and he says to Timothy, war a good warfare. With what? With the words that have been spoken and the prophecy that was given to you by the laying on of hands by your grandmother, your mother and myself. So what he's saying is, in your present condition, there was a word that was given to you in the past. Take that word and fight in your present with what has been spoken about your future. So a future prophecy is something given to you today to fight in your now to ultimately get to your future. That's personal and that's governmental. It applies in every aspect. And so when the signs that are written on the podiums about the soul of a nation, the announcement is being made. We're coming after the soul of the nation. But the way we're going to get it is through the souls of individuals. And we're willing to sell your soul that we can capture the nation and sell it out. If you're, if you're prophetic at any level, You have a sense of understanding that we're being sold out. Things are being done behind closed doors and there are puppet masters that are presenting their puppets and they think that we can't see their stumbling. It's interesting how that rapid eye movement begins to cause the mind to freeze. And you can see when that rapid eye movement begins to take place, a blundering begins to begins to come forward. Something's not right. And you don't, you don't have to be a prophet to discern what's going on in our nation. What's happening is they're coming after your soul so that the caged, unclean, and evil birds, which are demonic forces, will be loosed out of their cages to bring torment to people. You say, well, that's not an encouraging word. I think it's an encouraging word because it challenges us to go above where we are, to break loose from the past. So take whatever you're holding on that's preventing you from going into your future and living a life that God wants you to live. The word says, I wish above all things, John chapter three, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. And then the preference here is, even as your soul prospers. Why would he put that that way? Because it, all of it comes from where you are in your soul. How you see things, how you perceive things, how you receive things, how you go for things is determined by what's in your soul. I can't, I can't get that out of your soul. Because the word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't matter what I've been through. It doesn't matter what what the world says. It doesn't matter what my mama says. It doesn't matter what my daddy did. It doesn't matter what my uncle did. It doesn't matter any of those things. Doesn't that matter when I have my soul in the right condition? Because those things are behind me. Paul says I'm reaching for those things that are before me. For what? Because there's a prize. There's a prize in this thing. And we, in ourselves have to come to a place that we're willing to fight for our promised land. I'm going to call Bev. I'm going to meet you up here in the front, on the floor, so you don't have to come up here on the platform. I believe into here today that there are people that are hurting inside, deep in their soul. Many grieve at night and no one sees the tears because of what has taken place and the hurt, the pain. And you've allowed yourself from the pain to stay in the suffering. And today is a day that we're going to break that. We're going to break it. I'm not saying, Bev and I have the power to break it, but we know a God that can break this thing in a moment, in a second. As the word says, old things are passed away. Behold, in other words, pay attention. All things have become new. And what we have a tendency of doing is we come to an altar, we receive what God has for us, but we go back into the way we've been living. So when he says, behold, behold, you're a new creature. You can't go back to those old things or you will live the same way you've been living. So I have to make a change. I think it was Zig Ziglar that says, if you do any one thing 21 consecutive times, you've now formed a habit. You're going to have to change some habits, change some ways, change the way you think by looking at a different perspective. The only perspective that you really need It's not the opinions of someone else. The only perspective you need is what the Word of God says and what He says about you. Not what He said about Smith Wigglesworth or A. E. Allen or William Branham or Jack Coe or any of these wonderful people that we've heard of and, and have been impressed in our spirit by their life. I mean, look at Smith Wigglesworth. He's preaching and his wife passes away. He finishes his message, has an altar call, goes home and picks her up, throws her up against the wall and calls life back into her. And she says when she comes back in, why? Why did you call me back? And after they had a conversation, she said, let me go. And he released her back into the heavenlies. See, I don't think that we understand the power that we have. Why is it, why is it that when a person has been pronounced to die and disease or whatever it is, age or whatever it might be, that the children are sitting around and they're holding that parent for weeks, and maybe months, until the children get together and say, we need to release them. I'm talking about not church people saying this, I'm talking about people in the world saying we need to release them so they can go. They're not, they're not realizing what they're saying, what they're, what they're actually saying. We have the power on this earth to hold them here. And until we come into agreement to release them, they're just going to sit here. How is it that, that a person that is dying will hold on to life until they see all their loved ones? And when the last one comes in, they say something to them, and then they're off into eternity. There's power in your soul. That's not that's not the spirit there, that's your soul that has given determination. I'm hanging in here till I see the last one. Now, if we have that kind of power to defy death, not realizing who we are, what would happen if we would start studying the word of God and understand? how God created us. Last night was a depiction of how God, the cast, how he created us in his image and in his likeness. You see, we sell ourselves too short because we have been sold a bill of goods that we're not good enough. But I'm good enough because Jesus saved my soul. And I've asked him to come into my life and he lives in me. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So here I am in a pastor robe here today. And I want to throw out an altar call for you. Where are you today in wrestling in your soul? Are there previous hurts and pains that you're still holding on to? Today's the day to get rid of it. Or the thoughts in your mind that says you're not capable, that you're less than. Maybe somebody walked out in your life and left you dealing with all the problems. And they're out going, doing their thing. And you think, well, they got it better than I have because I've been left with the kids. I've been left with all the bills. I've been left with everything. And I'm suffering in this. Today's the day to turn it loose. And let God pull you out of that. And let him minister to your soul. Somebody ask it without buying your head, without closing your eyes. That may be a strange altar call. You know what? Let's just be real and just look at the problem and say, you know what? I got a problem. We have a mindset everybody's doing everything wrong and everybody's intending to hurt me and everything, and everything, everything. And it's not all that, it's what you're dealing with in here. Because if you get this in order, All that don't matter. And why allow anybody toxic to speak into your life and control your soul? I don't know. I don't understand it. But there's a point in our life that we just have to walk and say, sorry, Charlie. (laughs) So this morning, this evening, whatever time it is, no matter where you're from, if you want to get healing in your soul, I want you to come stand at this altar. We want to pray with you this morning. You'll be the first one to stand up and say, I'm ready to deal with it. I'm ready to get over it. I'm ready to move. Now's the time to come. Amen. Just turn, turn this way and face us here if you don't mind. You know, God's been dealing with you through the whole service. There's been some things that have been unjust. The enemy has come in and brought a lot of, not saying foolishness of the God, saying the foolishness of the enemy has come in and lodged itself. He's got his the of I believe today a day. The word says old things.
2: A holy expectation.
4: Today's will be a new new adventures.
2: With great, that's
4: about to show himself,
2: right?
4: We know our God.